0: To episode five. Oh, yeah, <laughs> hi, hi, oh, hi.
1: I'm sorry, I had to.
0: I, I kind of wanted to start it that way. <laughs> um. beat tracks, <laughs> <laughs> Yes, it's beautiful. Oh God. <laughs>
1: Enigma is uh, what we're talking about today. Oh, God. we going to with in that? In case you hadn't figured that out All yet. All right. Yeah. I'm, episode... I'm yeah. going to edit out your hacking cough there, but... <laughs>
0: okay. That's cool. Uh, yeah. Episode 13. <laughs> I laughed too hard. Yeah. Uh, episode 13 of Offbeat Tracks, talking that, about Enigma.
1: Enigma. The great Enigma.
0: The Enigma of pop music. Right. Which... <laughs> The We'll just go ahead and say it. the Enigma is, how the hell did this become such <laughs> huge music? Because the 90s. The <laughs> <So laughs> 90s were a weird People time. People were
1: doing a lot of psychedelic drugs and having a lot of weird sex in a lot of weird underground clubs, uh-huh. and God damn it, it needed a soundtrack. Yep. And thank goodness Enigma just slid right in there.
0: Early 90s grunge and Enigma. <laughs> Jesus yes. Christ. Anyway.
1: I, you know, it's funny considering, the, I think, the, uh, the overwhelming, like, Sexual undertones that Enigma has. Like, I think a lot of people associate it with, you know, weird massages and oils and weird sex going like that on. It's kind
0: of like new age. I, like,
1: I associate Enigma with my childhood because my mom had all these CDs and she would play them in the house. So, it's like hearing Enigma's music just makes me think about me, being a happy small child.
0: <laughs> to me, like, when I was a little kid, do you remember? Actually, this was probably like ninety six, ninety seven. Do you remember Pure Moods? Oh yeah, of course. Everyone had Pure Moods. Well,
1: I think this is why probably a lot of people even know who Enigma is.
0: Yeah, I get. I mean, I remember when they were what on the radio is. when I don't don't know they, they were like to say what
1: or who. I mean, it, it's 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 <sighs> what it's it's Michael Kratu being a being a new age weirdo with whoever he, he felt like at to the time. To your
0: music rules. That's right. Yeah, it, it just always reminds me of Pure Moods and how I didn't really notice it at the I'm time. I'm sure that but I thinking, appreciate
1: your flippant attitude about Enigma.
0: No, I'm fine with Enigma. <laughs> there are parts of Enigma that will get you that I love, but it's just very mm, yes. bizarre to me. I have no idea how this became huge. I have no idea why everyone in 1997 had Pure Moods. <laughs>
1: but they he did
0: compilate and it was so weird as it was like and it was, enigma it was, and tubular bells
1: right everyone it, loved it and everybody knows it because of the ads that ran on tv yes they were running ads all the time for pure moods trying to get everybody to buy i pure never moods, had pure moods the pure moods compilation. i was anti
0: pure moods <sighs> i had pure disco and pure funk that's right that
1: was, oh, was, right. Fr- that was a, it was a series yeah wasn't it? uh-huh pure this oh man yeah how pure I moods that? was
0: like the first and big one i think yeah yeah, everyone had pure moods. It was like a cool thing to listen to at your 7th grade slumber party. It's like, yeah, we listen to tubular bells. <laughs> it was very Wait, weird. people
1: were listening to tubular bells? We, were.
0: we would have it in the background. Okay. I went to one slumber party and it was like totally fine.
1: That's almost a, like a terrifying slumber party. Uh-huh. If I went to a slumber party and someone turned on tubular oh bells,
0: it was like I would right leave after... immediately. Okay, I would go,
1: is... I'm in some movie. I'm about to have my heart ripped out by some demon. Like tubular bells at a slumber party? I'm going to
0: tell you what this was after like this is the type of this is the time when everyone had watched the craft so everything was cool so we would have like slumber parties where we would have like seances and one time me and this one chick who like thought that seances were total bullshit went upstairs where there was a vent that went down to the basement Uh-huh. and they were trying to like contact the spirit of Princess Diana because she had like just died and so like they're like the people's princess. princess Diana come to us so we were like hello I'm Princess Diana <laughs> Oh <laughs>
1: all with a soundtrack of enigma and tubular bells playing that's uh,
0: that's the era that we are in max sorry I just yelled, here. <laughs> yelled in the microphone shit <laughs> um, yeah no that's the era that we were in here max all right hello i'm princess diana God. so enigma uh. <laughs> all
1: right uh, very weird time Enigma um, was the brainchild of a um, a guy who I always thought was French because his name looks French, but apparently he's German Romanian.
0: I always um, thought he was French too. Yep, this is something nope, we both learned.
1: Yep. Uh, and apparently Enigma was a was a German thing. Uh, yeah, his name's Michael Cretu. Um, he's credited on like all the at least the first few albums, the ones that we had in my house. He, his name says curly MC on the CDs. Wow. And I th- I think that it was because he didn't I I don't know if he like didn't want his name to be associated with the project or he didn't want people to know it was him or what the deal was, uh, but yeah his his name is definitely on the liner notes as Curly MC.
0: I in my time I always knew there was some weirdo dude who was head of Enigma before I show prepped I did not realize who that was and it was Michael Cretu who yeah. is. Amazing. Do you know who his wife is? Yeah, Who's I did not is? know
1: this until show prep, and I was like,
0: What? I did not realize and it not... was the same Sandra.
1: I yeah, even Sandra, realize. Everlasting Love Sandra. And it, I think we'll put a clip right here of Everlasting Love. Sandra, she was a freestyle singer, had a Several hits, but I, I think "Everlasting Love" is by far the most well known.
0: I don't know. Nineteen like, eighty-seven. I think of her like German stuff because I went. In, I went into this like crazy German pop phase in like two thousand five.
1: Oh, so she does and German pop her, too. Oh my
0: god, she's one of. She See, was I, like their I Madonna. Free,
1: I know her freestyle stuff.
0: She was the. She was like Madonna of Germany. Maybe we can do just
1: like a, we'll do a little Sandra montage right here. Oh
0: my god, she's awesome. <gasps>
1: So yeah, that's Michael Cretu's wife. Had no idea. Mm-hmm. And not only is that his wife, she's like on the songs. That's yeah, her. She's
0: like, weird. I, had, <laughs> I had no
1: idea. How weird, dude.
0: Yeah, I didn't. I never put that together.
1: Um, the first uh, Enigma album, um, according to uh w- one of the sources I read, says uh, nine months. It took nine months to put together. Which I, I mean, I respect that because. It was unlike anything anybody else was doing at oh, the yeah. time. It involves um, a lot of
0: sampling. He's like he's got he, uh, sampling. Apparently,
1: Michael Kratu built a studio in Ibiza. Oh, what kind of nice to have that kind of money, right? Mm
0: hmm. Uh, I think he still lives there.
1: Called Art Studios, A R T Studios, um, and this is where they put together the first Enigma record, which was called MCMXCAD, fittingly released in nineteen ninety. Mm-hmm. So. Uh yeah, this is uh, again one of those we we I mentioned in the last episode with Taylor Day we, how "Love will Lead You Back" was one of the first things I remember being new and it was yes. out. This is another one. Uh, it's all all in that same era. I just I remember yeah. these things being new and people listening to them and by people I mean my mom.
0: I don't. I <laughs> just remember hearing <laughs> it on the radio. I didn't know anyone who was really into it. I just remember hearing it all the time and I didn't think it was weird because I was very new to pop music.
1: I think their first single is arguably one of two that uh, mo- I think that the wider mm-hmm. American audience would yes. would definitely recognize if they heard it and it's, it's called Sadness uh, sa- sad Sadness
0: S- yeah it's like Sadness, sadness. sadness you kind of have to pronounce
1: like, it Sadness
0: I always used to pronounce it Jardinus <laughs> <laughs> out that way. It's Jardinus.
1: <laughs> Jardinus. sounds like a terrible French gay porn star. <laughs>
0: well, it's Enigma.
1: <laughs> um, Yes, who would put Enigma in the background of his videos. Yes. Uh, yeah, Sa- Sadness is about the Marquis de Sade, and there's a lot of French whispering in it, done by Sandra, as mm-hmm. we now know. Um yep. Yeah, who keeps saying, Sade, dis-moi. The whole time.
0: Oh, yeah. You know, a monks in the background. Yeah, a
1: lot, a lot of. Yeah, that was that was like the theme of the first album. It was <laughs> yeah. like it was Gregorian monk chants, and that was I think that was probably why my mom was so into it because my mom was like just getting into Buddhism at the oh, time. Oh, okay. And so it was like, oh, here's this new musical project, and there's Gregorian monk chants on it. So you know, my my ex hippie, sort of still hippie mom in 1990, yeah. and she's 40 years old now, and it's just like, ooh, what is this?
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, this is this is speaking to me. Yeah, I I just remember hearing it. I don't remember thinking that it was weird. It's only weird now when I look back on it, and I'm like, <laughs> how was this a hit? No,
1: yeah, again, it's I I have no objective judge of this because it was totally normal in my house.
0: Yeah, so, I, mean, I ne- I've
1: never thought of Enigma as anything strange, weird, whatever.
0: Yeah, to me, it's just I I I can't imagine anything like that becoming big like now. I don't know. There's. That stuff gets like the released, internet. and people have it the and people will listen to it for but everything. I, yeah. Like charting?
1: Oh yeah, charting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the
0: weird part to me.
1: Yeah, this was a yeah. number Sadness was a number 5 single on the Hot 100. Right? What the hell? I mean, wow. <laughs> uh it also charted on dance but that was largely because there are some fabulous remixes of this song um i'll put uh, a little clip here of the of the violent mix because that was um when i w- once i was in college radio we had that in rotation for a while it's good stuff
0: really yeah i was actually looking at that a bit that
1: it was a number 1 dance single
0: yeah i saw that there were it was this stuff was charting on the club hits and i'm like what club is playing this
1: <laughs> well i think we i think we've established yeah, what clubs were playing this well, yeah, the- not the clubs where people were dancing wink wink
0: The Sexy Ones.
1: The only other song I have a note to talk about on this first one, um, I, I actually just made a note because... I happen to love this song. I didn't realize that it actually was released as a dance single and charted number seven on dance, but it's called Mea Culpa.
0: Yeah, I heard this, this a song. great I song. I didn't know this was Enigma until it played. Like, yeah. I've heard it. I don't know if it's on, like, a commercial or something.
1: It, it has been used in other media. I couldn't tell you what. I was
0: actually trying to Google it to figure out what commercial it was in. There's another song of theirs that I swear <laughs> was in a commercial and i did not know it was enigma well
1: as as we'll get to a lot of their songs have been used in movie trailers like i distinctly remember um Maybe. sadness appears in the trailer for that movie um oh is it called the Th- the 13th warrior or something like that i definitely yeah, remember, I remember that yeah.
0: yeah i'm not surprised yeah it's there's a lot of there's a lot of enigma trailer, stuff yeah. if you really dig into their stuff mm-hmm. it's stuff you've heard and just like in different commercials I can't figure out what commercial Mea Culpa is in
1: It did yeah Mea Culpa has definitely appeared in other media but yeah just great song
0: It is a good song I did enjoy listening to it
1: That would be all for Enigma's first album, as far as singles. MC, MC, MC AD, and it it's kind of um there there are only like seven or eight songs I think on that first album. They're all they're pretty lengthy. They all mm-hmm. just sort of run together. It's it's really it's more of a piece of art than it, than it is like a traditional That's, music album. He
0: doesn't want to adhere to the regular music rules. That's right. That was the whole reason for this.
1: Um, I I have to say I think he deliberately tried to go a bit more commercial with the second album. Don't you think?
0: I think so, but it's still...
1: I think he realized that um, when he had those hits off the first album, I I think he probably was not expecting that. So 1991, I mean, we're not even... Yeah, the next year, he releases The Cross of Changes. um, And the first single on this, probably the most well-known Enigma song to American audiences, I would think, don't you?
0: Yeah, probably.
1: Yeah, it's called Return to Innocence.
0: Um, (laughs) Yeah,
1: everybody remembers that (laughs) hook that is in a language that I don't know what it is. Um, but yeah, it's some sort of chanting uh, from mm-hmm. some traditional folk music.
0: I remember um, this song so well. It was all over the radio. I
1: don't know if we were still in Gregorian chants by this one. All the, I know all the... the you no, know, that
0: first album was The first album was, was Gregorian monkey. chants.
1: <laughs> heavily
0: monkey. <laughs> <laughs> heavily monkey. No, this is... It's a little bit different. And I, I remember this so distinctly on the radio when I was a kid. Because I went on a trip with my mom and her class. She was a teacher. They would go to Kings Island every year. And they would listen to the radio on the bus. So we're like in a bus for two hours. And I remember this song would just be played over and over on the radio. And I remember every girl on the bus who was like 13 loved this song. I was like six or something. I was really little. And every girl was like, yeah. And every guy on the bus was like, why do you like this? It's just the same thing over and over and over. I don't get it. And like... Everyone would be like, "Shut up! It's great music." <laughs> I, I just—that's what I always associate this on like them arguing over why you should like this song. I think it's
1: that fine. this is the closest we'd ever see Enigma come to writing like a pop song, as poppy as they were ever gonna get. Oh
0: yeah, it's got pop you know, structure. Yeah
1: um it yeah there's like a, there's a vocal melody and there there mm-hmm. are like lyrics that are discernible
0: <laughs> yeah there's like kind of a verse thing uh-huh. There's a yeah. chorus thing um,
1: this was a pretty big hit for them this charted number four on the hot 100 this was this would be their their biggest top 40 hit
0: yeah
1: um i don't think this one charted on the uh the dance charts
0: weird with the other stuff yeah dancing? i know
1: mm-hmm. considering it's not really a, any less dancy than the other stuff that did but whatever um Uh, Sandra again is doing the the end. Mm -hmm. That is a return to yourself. (laughs) That's that's her again (laughs) at the end of the song there.
0: care if you love enigma you can't like not laugh at it a little bit it's so over the top
1: <laughs> it is it's very over the top it's very dramatic that is part of the uh that's part of the charm for sure it's pure moods um the eyes of truth is the next single do you remember this one at all
0: i don't remember i had the
1: this the title did not uh register with me but when i went back and listened to it i went oh okay and i know why and it's again this was a movie trailer um thing because it did not chart upon release, but okay. five years later, it was in the trailer for the movie The Matrix, which was uh, huge and everywhere.
0: Very Enigma, uh-huh.
1: and it was also in the trailer for the Long Kiss Goodnight, which stars Gina Davis, <laughs> the greatest actress that's ever walked the face of the earth.
0: Oof, what a plug!
1: Indeed. <laughs> um, yeah. So that I think that's probably why yeah, that one sounded familiar.
0: <laughs> I'm just gonna I'm gonna put the disclaimer out as we keep talking about Enigma. All of their stuff sounds the same to me except for like a few songs that I know. So like you could be like, yeah, this song I was like no, I'm like I don't know that. because when I was listening to it I was like, yeah, this is all like I thought it was all one song and then I was like, oh, I just listened I Think that's to kind two of the idea though. Songs. You're
1: like you're like, yeah, it's supposed to be relaxing. <laughs> it's supposed to take you on a journey. You're supposed to go mm-hmm. from A to B to C to D and not yeah. even realize you did it.
0: I went on a journey, all right. Mhm.
1: The Age of Loneliness is the third single on uh, this, and I did remember this one because mm-hmm. of the weird music video, which is like these oh, shots of uh, a city and people like swimming in the air oh, around God. the city. I have
0: not seen that, and uh,
1: <laughs> all in a beautiful sepia tone.
0: <laughs> I, yeah, I was about to say I feel like this is tented. <laughs> I was about to say
1: <laughs> um, this again was uh, on a, a movie. This was actually in the movie on the soundtrack though. The movie Sliver. Remember Sliver? No. With Sharon Stone
0: no oh okay I'm not very good at movies
1: okay well yes it was was in that movie (laughs) I want to, before we move on, I, I do want to play a little clip of, uh, this is called the enigmatic club mix of that song of Angel Loneliness. Um, I had never heard this mix, and then I read a bit of trivia about it, and I went, oh my gosh, because I'm a ham radio operator. I thought, oh man, this this has to be true. So I, I looked this up. Here's Here's a little piece of this song. Note the little tones in the background. That's Morse code, and it's spelling "I love you." Aww. Isn't that cool?
0: That is the coolest.
1: But it like totally works in the song too. It's amazing. Oh, yeah. I love it. I'm down to this. <laughs> that's see, that's how right there. That's how Enigma was charting in clubs.
0: Okay. Because they were doing
1: they were doing remixes like that.
0: Okay, I'm fine. Especially
1: with that. by the second album. Yeah, they're they're putting. Stuff that like makes that more on, sense. Yeah. So yeah. Anyway, I thought that was super cool. Um, only one more single off of uh, this second album this uh, The Cross of Changes album um, Out from the Deep or Out of the Deep Out from the Deep I can't even remember the name of it see that's remember. how forgettable it was this yep. one I didn't remember, nothing else uh, but only thing worth noting about this one uh, Michael Cray too, actually does some vocals on it
0: wow yeah so there you go I don't remember that much <laughs> it all sounds the same Max <laughs> <laughs>
1: Uh, one more Enigma album we're going to touch on here because their their career is uh, quite illustrious and uh, mm-hmm. still continuing as of a few years ago. But their um, their they're one what what I would put it like in the classic Enigma trilogy, if you will, <laughs> their third album uh, "Le Roi et moi Vive le Roi," which is French for "The King is Dead, Long Live the King." Mm-hmm. Um, that was this was their third their third album released in late 1996. Um, the, the single Beyond the Invisible is worth noting, I think, um, just because, uh, I think that it would be their last, uh, foray into the, I, I believe this did chart, uh, chart, uh, top 40.
0: Probably. We're not at this top, point.
1: not, not top 40, quote unquote, but, um, uh, the Hot 100 rather. Yeah. Hmm. It was a number 81 single. I just looked on billboard here. Yeah. So it Why did. Why am I not it, surprised it, anymore? It did crack the Hot 100. This was their not last time doing anymore. it. anymore um yeah i mean it had a music video got played uh, on on mtv and everything again too but yeah and and probably again in these these clubs that we keep mentioning mm-hmm. probably was on more than a few uh video screens <laughs> I don't know. I, I, I kind of just wanted to do this Enigma show because I think that they're one of these things. It's kind of like the like a callback to Richard Marx, where <laughs> people don't remember that they remember Enigma. You know,
0: <laughs> it's such a weird. But I mean, Enigma is such a weird like snapshot of weird stuff coming together. And right. I,
1: and they've I you know they it. they have changed direction. They've they've changed sound a little bit here and there and, and gone on. But like to me, those first three records are so. Important to to nineties. I was gonna say culture, but really like nineties subculture.
0: Yeah, it's nineties subculture. I actually happened upon a lot of message boards where people talked about how much they liked banging to Enigma,
1: <laughs> See, especially that
0: one song, uh, "Principles of Lust." Oh yeah, yeah. That was a that was apparently a favorite of every Gen Xer in college in the early nineties. <laughs> Like, good lord. It is, people had some stories. It's just this weird <laughs> instance of, like,
1: subculture poking its head into the mainstream culture. because there's a lot of that in the people, early 90s. Right. People know this Return to Innocence and whatnot, but, like, if you go up to the average person, they would not be able to tell you what the name of that song is or who sings. I mean, they might come up with Return to Innocence, but they're not going to know who Enigma is.
0: Yeah, I mean, I think it, it's I think it represents a... That beautiful early 90s time where people were kind of backlashing against what they figured was, what they thought of as like the empty pop of the 80s and the late 80s especially. And they were like, no, we need more substance. So you get grunge if you want to call that substance. And things like Enigma.
1: Right. Which and, uh, we're just, I mean, it, it really is more of an art project than it is like oh a CD yeah. that you put in a jam out to. But I mean, I'm, I'm not going to lie. I still put on Enigma when I take baths and I do a bath <laughs> bomb and sit in there with my candles and... Tell you what. It's...
0: When I just had it rolling, I did get a lot of work done.
1: Yeah. It's, it worked. It's good stuff. Mm-hmm. I'll probably listen to it like all the rest of the week at work while I'm working Do <laughs> it. It is. It's good. It's brain music. It's good brain music. Maybe that's what It is call,
0: good. It's not too distracting, but it like... You know, it still doesn't put you to sleep.
1: No, it's, no, no, no.
0: You know, it's pure. It's, it's a pure yeah, mood. It
1: is a pure, <laughs> good <Lord>. pure energy. <laughs> so, um, I hope that if you never heard of Enigma, that after hearing this, you will go listen to them and and, and
0: probably remember. Oh my God, I have heard this. Song.
1: <laughs> yeah. And just enjoy it. It's good study music, good work music, and just good, good for the soul. It Very sure relaxing. Is. Good for the soul.
0: Yeah, it's something.
1: Keep at it, Curly MC. Curly. MC. <laughs> Can you start calling me curly MM? Except well, my hair's not curly. I guess it doesn't work. Why curly? Does he have curly
0: hair? I I can't I feel like he might have, but he's like
1: he's, I was about to say you could call me straight, straight a, Mm, but that doesn't really work either. If you either. see a
0: picture of him, he does not look like anyone who would be known as an MC. He's like <laughs> Well, MC he's very is very Frank Ferry, and right. we'll put it that MC way. MC is
1: Michael Cray too. I got that part, but why curly?
0: Oh, yeah. Um, I guess he sort of had curly hair. Kinda. <laughs> All right, we'll go with that. Yeah.
1: Just don't call me straight Mm. And it doesn't. No, it doesn't work. <laughs> <laughs> With that, uh, please write us on our website, OffbeatTracksCast.com. Tell us so. Anyway. Uh, tell us what you like to listen to while you're working, and or in the bath, and or banging. Yeah, it's. <laughs> Boy, that would be a hell of a superlative show.
0: Oh, okay. <laughs> banging songs. <laughs> yep, we could. That's gonna be a two-hour episode. <laughs> um, yeah, and we're also gonna twitter at offbeat tracks
1: indeed until next time
0: i'm danielle
1: i'm max see ya see ya